Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to Man in the Post Weekend Review Show. Uh, joining me tonight, we have Dave Simon. How are we, gentlemen? Well, not too bad, thank you. Yes, as well as a man can do. Yeah, Simon was more chipper than I expected there. Um, and, and joining the, the usual crew, we have returning guest, Carl. How are we, sir? Uh, yeah, good to be back. Are you sure about that? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll see how you are in roughly 40 minutes' time. I know, I know. Enough of this small talk. Let's just get straight into the football because I'm sure there's going to be plenty of um, hilarity as we go through. But Dave, we'll come straight to you. Early kickoff on the Saturday, um, missing obviously Trippier, which is a, a key player out. Um, but a, a very positive one-one draw with we knew that uh, West Ham. I, I've not seen any of this game at all. So, so how was it? Yeah, it was actually a really good game. Um, as you say, uh, Trippier's out for probably the majority of the remainder of the season, as is Callum Wilson. And uh, St. Maxim missed this one as well through injury. So pre-game, I was thinking, you know, it's pretty much our three best players missing uh, against the West Ham team, who are what fifth, sixth, whatever they are. You know, they've been going pretty well. So I was um, not optimistic to say the least. But we actually we just played really well. We, we look like a totally different team now to what we were a couple of months ago. Um, I just want Big Dan Byrne to look after us, like just just to come around all night and just. And just let me snuggle in, and he'll look after everything. Like, <laughs> I, I feel I feel so assured with him on the pitch. It's strange because I never really rated him before. Murders didn't notice him, but um, him and him and Cher just a really good partnership. Both very comfortable on the ball. Um, I, I mean, I've said before, like, playing against West Ham, you, you kind of know what you're going to get. They're very good from set pieces. Obviously, they got the goal from set piece, um, but it was. A lot of sort of like possession turning over and like a Willock or you know whoever else being able to run 30 to 40 yards before like meeting the next opponent kind of thing and we probably should have made more of a few opportunities where we didn't end up having a shot so if you look at like purely on stats probably looked like it was a nothing game but it was pretty entertaining really I'm happy with the point uh, on another day we might have had all three but I think as I say given the circumstances who was missing and who we were up against I was I was more than happy to come away with the point and keep the momentum going. I think we're unbeaten since something like December the 19th, which is two months. Two yeah. months of happiness. Hmm. Such a difference. Just the, the, as you say, the confidence, the, the what do you call it? The, the momentum, really. Um, so even with the three important players missing, the confidence in the, the other players, it's just making such a difference. Um, I'm no surprise you found that an enjoyable game. Obviously, you've said many times this season that West Ham are probably your, your go-to team to you know, to look out for, so just like they're just on telly on it, aren't they? And I quite quite enjoy watching the way they've gone about their business this season. Um, 
they weren't great here, I don't think. Um, I thought Antonio was absolutely atrocious. Um, I was literally just about to say that. Um, he's sorry. so far off the... It's yeah. all right, no, I'll, I'll just dig in a bit, then you can take over. He was, he was <laughs> so far off uh, what he has been early on in the season. Didn't really you know, pose a threat. And the amount of times he gets the ball and he's out on by the flank, and you think, well, you're the, you know, you're the lone striker here. What, what are you doing out there? And it, it's quite easy to play against, um, which is not something you really associate with Michael Antonio, but um, he's just not on it at the minute. Um, obviously, Bowen's a threat. We talked about him last week, but even he was relatively quiet. Matt Target, Sai, um, just a very, very competent defender. Like Again, like the bar for us is so low. You get these players in and they look like prime Maldini. You know, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. But, uh, to be fair, cool. you considered yesterday. You probably have them back. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I did. I, I think I did say to you when we were doing. Um, I think we did. A, we recorded a show on transfer deadline uh, day night, and you weren't overly. Well, you don't think you were overly enamoured by it, but I, I think I did say to you then, like, that he's, he's just a good, solid defender. He's, he's nothing spectacular, but he's a. He's a good solid Premier League left back, so I I thought that, that was a, a really really smart signing that that you made, and from his first couple of games he's played here, it's uh, it's proved to be the case. Yeah, it it makes a big difference not having like you know a total disaster. At, well, at either fullback, obviously one's injured, another one is injured, so we had to play Kraft, who was easily our worst performer on the day. Um, hopefully, and I've thought say this, hopefully Mankiw isn't out for very long, because then he can come back in on that side, but. Um, target, very happy with him. Um, and him and uh, say Dan Byrne is streets ahead of what I thought he was. Um, I don't know whether he's just like gone up a notch because he's playing for his club or what, but he is upstanding so far. Can't complain. Did you, wa- did you watch this game, Carl? I've seen, seen your thoughts on Antonio there, so what's your thoughts? Yeah, the day I watched it myself. Um, very echo on what Dave said there. I thought Antonio was. Wow, it was just embarrassing watching him. He just didn't know what to do with the ball. Um, I thought it was a good header by Dawson. No. Uh, that Willock had a good game as well, to be fair. Um, and like you said about Bernie, Bernie seems to be a lot more composed than what you used to. And I was surprised to see you shell us on the bench, even though he is garbage. But you normally seem to uh, play them, don't you? But no, I yeah, thought you guys were going to win it. Well, I did. And, I mean, Lascelles, uh Missed last week, I think he was ill against Villa, and obviously kept a clean sheet. And then obviously, I think Howe thought, well, I'm not going to change the back four, even though Lascelles is the captain is back. But I think uh, I think his time is probably coming to an end as being a regular because he's he's not good on the ball. He's very good at you know defending the sort of the six yard box. If you're playing against the Burnley or something like that, you probably have Lascelles in. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, how many teams really play like that anymore? Not that many, really. I got Burnley. But no, I, I didn't. I wasn't upset to see him left out because she, you probably saw the composure on the ball from Cher and Byrne. I mean, actually keep the ball a bit, and everyone looks better for it. I mean, I said before, like John Joe Shelby's like a man reborn now. He uh, he actually gets about the pitch, and he still has time to play the ball about. And again, like so many of them look like different players. Willock has been awful for six months now, but yesterday was his best game for a long time. Yeah, he's great. Um, but generally carrying the ball, like just you know, picking up off the centre half and was able to stride through the midfield, um, which we haven't really had. And it's meaning that Bruno Guimaraes, how you say it, uh, hasn't really had, hasn't been able to kick yet because the Brazilian Vieira is keeping him out as well. Joel Linton, who <laughs> just 
absolutely inexplicable how he's gone from uh, wayward striker slash winger to midfield powerhouse, but here we are. <laughs> your, your, your upcoming fixtures as well are looking quite quite tasty. Obviously, Brentford coming up, who are on a atrocious run. Um, Brighton, who... It'll be a tough game, because we know what Brighton can bring, but also their form just now is not great. If Hampton Chelsea are obviously that troubling, and then obviously you've got a big one against Everton um, in the in the middle of March. But the way the people sitting, you know, with yourselves, Everton leads, and even Brentford, which you've called all along, Dave, about you know kind of getting pulled into that that zone. Um, a couple of wins, you know, those next five games, and you're pretty much mid table. It's almost going to be like the end of last season. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think I don't think you can underplay how important next weekend is against Brentford because, in theory, it's you know one team in us who's heading up the table and another team who's plummeting down quite quickly. Obviously, if we win, we'll overtake them. Um, and for me, that puts us on the on the road to being safe. And I'll start to relax a little bit because obviously you want as many teams as possible between you and the bottom three. Yeah. Um, and Brentford are on such a poor run. I know they're actually their running the season isn't that bad, but when you haven't been winning games, every game seems quite difficult to. To get to get points from, so if we can win that, uh, I'll be very happy and very confident we'll stay up. Uh, obviously, if we lose it or even draw it, we're still very much in the mix because burning those pesky games in hand just won't go away, as we'll come on to. But there, uh, as well, whilst they've got games in hand in our last game of the season, is that Burnley? Uh, I'll not be, I'll not be too confident. Yeah, the, the draw actually turned out to be such a massive result for you, actually, as we'll come on to for the rest of the weekend. With when you look at those results, even you must have got a bit nervous when you seen Norwich go ahead in the Liverpool game as well. You're like, for God's sake, just give me a break. I know, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just give us, give us our afternoon. But it's, I mean, you know, you kind of underplay. We've been, we've had a very good run since yeah. you know the last couple of weeks. Um, thank God we have as well because all the teams down there are starting to show a bit of life. Um, and I to the point now where it was a four horse race, and all of a sudden it's looking like it might be five or six or seven horse race, which, yes. as I say, from my point of view, is ideal. You want as many teams in and around it as possible, because uh, the more teams shit themselves, the better, really, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, especially teams who are not used to it as well, which will obviously come on to with, with Carl and even Brentford to, to an extent. You know, they've just not had to deal with the, the pressure of scraping them together. Whereas, unfortunately, Dave, you've been all too used to it for you know for a couple of seasons you know battling about for a while so it is a again it is a different mentality that you just kind of need to get through yeah that's exactly it and as you say luckily our, our games coming up aren't terrible for a few weeks obviously a couple of stinkers in there but um, if you can just amass some points say basically Brighton aren't in great form Brent, Brentford are in awful form yeah. if you can take if you can take four points or so from those um that's all you can ask at this stage. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I just when I seen the results, um, I thought I actually thought it was almost hard done by. Like you would have hoped for, not hoped for three points because West Ham obviously going well, but obviously the way the results turned out, as I say, we'll we'll come on to them shortly. One very soon, um, thanks to your next door neighbour here who let you down big style. Um, <laughs> but we'll we'll move on for now, and we will go on to. Brentford, who we're talking about, um, a two-one defeat at Arsenal. Sorry, uh, so I'll come to you first, Carl, because obviously you're up next, Simon. So you'll get the the bulk of that one. Um, the two young boys for Arsenal, though, with the goals, um, and then a late 
a late cool, well, consolation goal really for Brentford. Yeah, they, um, uh, Arsenal battered them by all accounts, to be honest. Um, good goal by Saka. It seems like Arsenal are just reverting to old. They just beat all the rubbish, don't they? Yeah. Um, Brentford are poor. Like Dave t- touched on a couple of weeks ago. They're just plummeting quick. And if they wouldn't have had the, the start that they had, I reckon he'd be bottom. They're, they're awful. And um, it's no surprise we, we even we put four past them when I was in the cup. But it's no surprise we did as well because they are. The, I'd say with us, they're one of the worst teams at the minute. Um, they've just got nothing about them. That keeper, Jesus, he's awful. I don't know how they, how they haven't looked at him and went, you know what, we need a new keeper. He wasn't good. Wasn't he a Blackburn? Um, and I remember him, he wasn't even that good then. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't know what the what the game plan is. Um, and Arsenal just picked them off. It was pretty easy, to be honest. They could have been about six or seven. But yeah, they're, they're banging trouble, Brentford. Banging I, think, trouble. I, think, I, think, I think the game plan's out injured at the minute, isn't he? Ivan Tony. Uh, yeah. I've missed him a huge amount. But even then, like he wasn't exactly... I don't think he's even got double figures, has he? I don't think so, no. I think he's only got about four or five goals this season. Yeah, he started like a train, didn't he? But yeah, it was great against us. First game of the season, second game of the season, or whatever it was. And then... Oh, I, the three each, yeah. Yeah, and then I barely heard of him. Score past us. Oh, well, that's... He scored past us. I mean... He <laughs> scored past us as well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we won. We've all heard of him. <laughs> yeah, no one else has. I think, I think they were his only three goals of the season. And then, it's man on the post. That's what you're telling me, guys. You would, it's, it's funny, like, you score three Premier League goals and you've got some dickheads in the pundit studio saying that he's hard done by not getting an England call-up. It's like, fuck, come on. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> he's got six for the season, apparently. Wow. That's, not, that's not good enough, is it? Well, our defensive midfielder's got seven. <laughs> like, obviously, the chances created are different, but like a defensive midfielder shouldn't be creating more chances than than a striker. You know, your main, yeah, your main man. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, as you, Carl, you summed up perfect for Arsenal. You know, they're what Arsenal are good at is is kind of not bullying because Arsenal will never be good bullies, but is beating the. Beating the draw, really. You know, they have got some young, exciting players, but as soon as they come up against any team with any ability, they're, they're murdered. They just collapse. I mean, the, the Wolves result was almost a anomaly, um, especially the form Wolves have been on since. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Brentford, worst form in the league. I think it's six defeats in a row, is it? Have they got one win? Uh, they, I think they drew against... Watford's what, what the other week, did uh, they? It was, it, it was Palace. Uh, Palace, yeah. Palace, yeah, yeah. You know, one Roy Hodgson team to another. Um, <laughs> they, uh, if you take, as, as Carl says, if you take that very early run, they um, they haven't been good for for a while, actually, really. Um, uh, they just, there's loads of teams in history who've come up and, you know, started off really well, and they had figured out. Blackpool. Uh, well, Which you just want to see Blackpool. Yeah, it's a real Blackpool vibe about them, isn't there? I mean, let's have a look. So, they, they, you know, they, they had draw, loss, win, draw, win to start the season. And since they've lost 13 games, drawn three and won three. So that's that's not good form, is it? Um, 
there's got to come a time where you kind of forget about what happened in the very early weeks of the season because so much has changed since then. Be interesting to see what lift, if any, um, Christian Eriksen will give them when he mm. when he eventually starts playing. Not that see, one man isn't, you know, he, he, you can't rely on one man to come in and, and make everything all great and change it. But assuming that he's match fit, uh, you know, which you'd assume he would be to be playing again in the Premier League, he's still a very good player. And it, well, it's not also- just his ability on the ball, but it's the the lift that he can give the fans and supporters, it may just be enough to see them over the line this season. You he never know. He automatically becomes their best player by a long shot, doesn't he? Um, so if that doesn't lift players around them, then, then God knows what will. But Brentford's next three games are absolutely massive. Obviously, they've got yourselves next to then Norwich, and then Burnley. And if they <laughs> lose all three, they are in big, big trouble. Yeah, then on the flip side, they'll they'll look at it oh, as, absolutely. An, as an opportunity. You know, if, if they got what four or five points from those three games, it's probably enough. What 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 they at the moment? Twenty four points. So if they got another, say if they got five six points from those three games, which you know, is not going to be easy for them. But if they did, then you'd think that's that'll probably see them through. Well, they've played in some cases four games more than the teams below them. They've, yeah. played two, they've played two more than us. Yeah, um, three, three more than us. So, I mean, that also goes against them. But, mm. as you said last week, Sasha, nice points on the border are better off. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I kind of... It, it wouldn't surprise me if if they just continued the slump and went down like, like Blackpool did. But, you know, like, like you were saying earlier, Dave, you want... It's not maybe necessarily the points gap between you and the relegation zone. It's the amount of teams you've got between you, yeah. the relegation zone, and you know there's three at the moment. So the the form is worrying, but at least they're in a you know they're in a better position than than some of the teams down there. So I, I think it'll be a tough end for the season for them. Definitely, I'll, I'll put this way: I wouldn't swap with them. No, no. I'd, I'd rather be in our position than their position. I do think the next three games definitely make or break their season. I, I think they need. I think they need seven points from from the three games. I know it's a big ask in the form they're on, but I I, I think any less than that, and they could be in trouble with the games played. Um, on the flip side, Arsenal have played three games less than the yeah. two teams above them in the, the the battle for top four. Can well they can points wise, but what, how do you feel about them sneaking into the top four? Not for me. I don't see it either. I think Arsenal, you just know they're going to Arsenal at some point. They, <laughs> they, they'll, you know, the win at Wolves last, the other week, they, you, they, they'll get a result like that every now and again. They'll string two wins together and the fans get so carried away. <laughs> and then, like Carl said earlier, they play someone decent. <laughs> they get they get, they get a walloping and put back down to earth and it's, it's all meltdown and Arteta out again. So I, I, I think they'll be in the hunts probably going you know towards the last game or two of the season but I, I just think they'll fall short I don't I don't think they've got I don't think they've got the squad's capability that some of the teams in that battle have got yeah so, so, so yeah I backed them last week to go and do it and I, I think they will and it's purely because they've got absolutely nothing else going on whereas yeah. everyone else everyone else around them has got a lot of games to potentially yeah. play um 
the games at hand, I suppose, might count against them in that regard, but they're generally quite adept at beating bad teams. Yes, yeah. They, um, Wolves are obviously a pretty good good team. They've won there last week. They've got them again at home this week, I think it is, in the yeah. midweek. Will, so we, will if, Watford, Leicester and Liverpool for, for context in the next four? Yeah, if they, if they go and beat Wolves this week, I think that's another feather in the cap and I think it's going to come down to what's them, Man United and probably, probably Spurs. You can't count out, but, you know... Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I wasn't even... Yeah, I hadn't even included Spurs, yeah, but they've got... I think that everything you've just said about Arsenal it can be applied to Spurs. It can probably be applied to Man U to an extent who haven't been good for a long time, but, again, quite adept at beating terrible teams. So. Yeah, Spurs are very good at that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I, I'm unsure. I'm just. I always believe Arsenal are just. They're just soft, uh, and I've always said Man United are just. I think we all agree Man United are just atrocious. Yet they're still fourth in the league, and I, I can't explain it. And it was the same last season, and probably the season before, whatever. I can't explain why they're even in the top half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're just. They're so bad. Their games are so dire to watch. Like even today, that against Leeds, obviously we'll come on to it later. It's just I don't know. But um, right, just quickly then, just a quick yes or no. Brighton relegated? Yes or no, Carol? No. Not Brighton. Sorry, Brentford. Oh, Brentford. Um, <laughs> I was going to say uh, Brentford. I'm going to go with yes. Say. Uh, I'm going to say no. And Dave. Yeah, I'm sticking my guns on this. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you. And then I'll still talk for then, Dave. First for you, yes. Yeah, still yes on this as well. Uh, Simon, no, no. Uh, Carl, no, no. Perfect. I, I'm still in the no camp as well in that one. But we will see next weekend after obviously a midweek game and then the, the fixture. If they can come away with two wins, then uh, yeah, they might be right up there. Right, Simon. Unfortunately, we're coming straight to yourself, mate. Hmm. Um, Aston Villa nil. Watford, yep, Watford won. Um, yeah, Simon, talk us through it. Um, not great, <laughs> as, <laughs> as you might imagine. You know, the uh, last three games we played Leeds, Newcastle and Watford, and to only take one point from those three games is is uh, it's pretty disappointing. <laughs> um, the game yesterday, like... You take from a what point of view they 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 just did a they, I was going to say they did a job on us they didn't deserve to win the game but they there was a kind of the classic away game plan you know try and you come from a point for minute from the first minute and if you can nick something on the counter attack great and, and that's what they did first half we actually played quite well in the first half like we were all in at half time sort of thinking. Oh, you know, we're all over these. It's sort of a matter of time. Um, I I can't believe that we didn't get a penalty in that first couple of minutes for the foul on Danny Ings. It's, they, watching it live, it looked like a penalty. They showed two replays in the ground and it looked like a penalty. And then I watched it back a match of the day and I still maintain it, it's a penalty. Um, so that was pretty frustrating. But we still then had another 88 minutes to try and score a goal against Watford. So... I'm not going to use that as an excuse, but we it kind of what is once we got into the final thirds, it was just so slow uh, and laboured. 
when you're playing a team like Watford, like a Roy Hodgson team, you know they're going to be shit, but they're going to be well organised and well drilled. And when they're that compact and they've come to play for a point, it's, it it doesn't seem like rocket science to me that the way to beat that is is to move the ball quickly. Um, but you know, for, for whatever reason, that didn't happen. And then some of well, not as some of the substitutions, all three substitutions. None of them made sense, and we got progressively worse with each sub that came on. I mean, he, he dropped Holly Watkins for Danny Ings, which was the right move, because Watkins has been really, really poor for, for quite a while now. But then, ten minutes into the second half, he, he took Douglas Louise off for Watkins, and he changed to a 4-2-3-1, with Watkins out wide. So you've got someone who is a striker who's hopelessly out of form, and you put him on out of position, and, and and in doing that, you basically you've taken Daddy Ings out of the game as well because we've seen on a number of occasions this season the two of them it just does not work together. So you, you've, you've taken two two players sort of out of the game by doing that, and it that, I think that was only like fifty five minutes into it. it. There was no need to have sort of I don't know if panic's the right word, or there's no need to have made that sort of tactical change that early in the game, we were still the dominant team throughout that. And and then we, I think he he took Matty Cash off for Ashley Young, which unless Cash is injured and they just haven't come back and said, you know, they haven't come out and said that, that's why that happens. I don't really understand. And then took Brendia off, who was he, I think he he created five or six chances or so uh, start after the game. Uh, that he created six chances, so he was the only one sort of really trying to make anything happen. You you took him off for Leon Bailey, who I mean he's he's got great ability, but he's like Captain Chaos. You just you haven't haven't got a clue what what's going to happen when he gets the ball. I don't think he's got a clue what's going to happen when he gets the ball. Hmm. He, he he's proper vibes it, I think. So um, yeah, it was a really obviously a really really disappointing results on the back of a disappointing run of results it's kind of I don't, I don't really kind of know how where I am at the moment part of me sort of thinking you, you, you give Gerard a bit of slack because he's he's come in sort of midway for the season it's not really his team but the squad of players we've got we should don't don't wrong we should be doing better than we are doing in, in some of these games but I kind of, I, I've seen like some Villa fans saying, oh, we should, the, the system's not working, you should change it, whatever. But you, you kind of think when, when like Hasenhutl came in, Southampton, he, he very much had, this is how we're going to play, and he, and you stick with it, and he was like quite widely praised for sticking with his system when you think when Klopp first came into Liverpool, it was like, we're playing, Fullbacks high, uh, midfields will cover the fullbacks when they go, and he, he, he'd score. You know, you'd score three games in one, uh, three goals in one game. You might concede two or three in the same game as well. And he it wasn't like he was again praised for sticking to the principle. Like, no, we're not going to change it. We'll, we're, this is how we're playing, and then we'll you sort of weed out the players. You can't do that. And I think that's what Jared might be doing. Maybe just sticking with this formation, stick with this system, 
because we're not going to go, we're not going to get dragged into to anything. We'll fi- we're twelfth at the moment. We'll probably finish somewhere between eleventh and thirteenth. So maybe just use the rest of this season to have a real good look at this squad. And I think there's a number of players in that squad that that won't be at the club next season. I was going to say, yeah, going on, going on current, then there might be a few players on the chopping board. I think. Obviously, from an outsider looking in, and, and obviously somebody's keeping a close eye on Gerard because, unfortunately, if things go well, he ends up obviously at us in the long run. Um, but, but for me, I, I get what you're saying about sticking to the tactics and other managers getting praised. But the two managers, obviously, you mentioned were both like progressive managers and attack-minded almost. So it was fans could almost forgive them because it was entertaining, whereas. I, I do feel you are much more organised and much more set, well well balanced with Dean Smith than you are under Gerard. I feel you're just I feel he's trying to play defensive and he's he's trying to work on the defensive side, but there's just such a gap between defence and midfield, and then the gap between midfield and attack is what can score Danny Ings like. I, I, I've no idea. That's not Danny Ings at Southampton Soldier. That must be his twin. Because <laughs> uh, I think every team would have snapped their hands off at Danny Ings for £25 million at the end of last summer. Um, but not the Danny Ings you've got. This is like the Shevchenko that went to Chelsea. Hmm. Uh, his, I, I, I feel a bit bad for him because he, he's, not, he's not been given a, a consistent run of games with him as the lone striker. Um, the, the majority of the games that he's played this season, it's been him and Watkins, where and either as a two up top or Watkins out wide, and he's just not suited. I, you think I think he he played the uh, I think it was Brentford the game we ended up losing, but he scored a really lovely goal in that game a few weeks ago where Brendia turned and uh, fed it through to him and he latched onto the end of it. He almost scored a similar one yesterday. I. I think if if we're going to continue with the, um, the, the the sort of system we've got at the moment with Coutinho and Brendia behind the striker, I think that needs to be Ings rather than Watkins because I think he's he'll make he's he's cleverer with the runs that he makes than what Watkins would do, and I think he would benefit more by playing by having Coutinho and Brendia behind him than Watkins would. But he needs that consistent run of games, which. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if you'll get. I'll be I'll be an interesting to you know, see. You're not really in any trouble going down. Um so uh, again, we've spoken about it a lot. I still think your owners will be quite ruthless as well. Not seeing you have any danger, I don't mean like that, but I think if he gets money in the summer and things aren't going well, you know, the start of next season I, I can then see there being a lookout for a for a new manager. Uh, I mean Dave for yourself, did you see any of this? I just saw the highlights here. Um, I think I've seen Roy Hodgson's Palace team do this result about 30 times in my lifetime. Like it, it was just the most Hodgson performance possible. Um, and it comes back to what we were saying last week. You know, it, it, it takes a little bit of time to get his teams playing the way he wants now. It's only going to get worse if everyone's playing Watford in the coming weeks because this is just what he does. Like He just stabilises them and relies on you know, one one good break or one, you know, moment of magic as it was, and it used to be Zaha weekly, routinely, get him out of jail. Um, 
it may well be Dennis or Saar this time. You know, they've got enough at the top end of the pitch to mean that if they're organised at the back, they'll be all right. Um, but as you say, one sunny day doesn't necessarily make a summer, so we'll, we'll see. But uh, Villa were—I was surprised at Villa. I, I thought I've watched you for the first half against Leeds of the week. I thought you know this team is going to score goals. Um, I really didn't see it not scoring here. Um, that's as I said, two weeks in a row against fairly mediocre opposition to say the least. Without a goal. Yeah, it's the first time we haven't scored it, uh, at home this season, so um, not not the ideal time to break that stat. Um, yeah, no, we, as I say, it's, it's just it, it's we move the ball so slowly through the midfield, and I don't know whether because obviously the sort of the way we let Leeds come back into the game and then the defeat last week, whether there was like a the players were nervous or anything, and they were just constantly going for the safe sideways or backwards pass. And you kind of, thought, I'd, as a fan, I'd much rather what I'd, I'd, I'd rather watch someone give the ball away, trying to be creative and trying to make something happen, than not taking that opportunity to make that pass and, and just turning and going backwards. And there's also nothing more frustrating seeing a team make four or five passes where one or two would have done to get the ball from A to B. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, Carol, thoughts on the game? Obviously, you'd be paying close attention for obviously looking behind you just now. Yeah, I actually messaged Sai on CS3. I don't know if you got it. I sent to say a nice one for that, mate. Um, <laughs> um, I've noticed your fans have quickly turned on Luca Dinia. That didn't take long, did it? Um, yeah, especially what they they've said there was so Roy Hodgson, and I thought Villa were pretty poor to be honest. Um, nothing going up, like you said about things, and the, the less said about Leon Bailey, Jesus Christ, he's off his head. He's, uh, <laughs> oh my God! Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, that's me, Alexa, going off there. <laughs> um. No, very similar. Danny Ings looks at a shell. Um, but he it, it was right to drop Ollie Watkins, which I thought. But again, it's Watford. You should be giving them a game. Um, and from what I've seen, um, it was it was a draw, to be honest, I thought, personally. I didn't think Watford had done enough to uh, win it, to be honest. But like you said, Roy Hodgson. Obviously, Roy just takes takes that time to get his get get his system in place. And yesterday's result kind of puts that. Obviously, who do Watford have next? I just had that. Palace. Yeah, Palace in midweek. Palace United for the weekend and then Arsenal. So, yeah, it's a big week coming for them. Um, the Palace one's probably... We'll see how that goes. Um, who have we got next? Oh, yeah, probably the, the short, short of the weekend. Uh, I'll come to you just because I know how much you love Burnley. Yeah, 3-0 win against Brighton. Yeah, Brighton picked a bad game. It'll be uh, atrocious, didn't it? I think uh, Burnley did what, what they've probably, you know, usually been quite good at, which is, you know, getting the ball forward quickly and Find a way to score a goal. Like I mean, the, there was one goal where pinballer on the box about three times before the, before the shot went in. I think it took three deflections. Um, 
It's the type of game Burnley used to pull out every you know every other week in in, in weeks gone by when they haven't been rooted, rooted in the bottom three. Um, Veghorst, I think it is, looks looks like a handful. Um, he looks like a good pickup for them. Him and him and Corner, you know, potentially got the goals there to keep them up, but they just haven't had enough of this kind of result. And uh, I guess you can't look past the fact that Brighton were missing both Dunk and Webster. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it makes such a difference um, to the defence, which I was always surprised at on obviously leaving because he was kind of an integral part. Well, well, not quite standing out. You know, he was always integral to the way to them playing. I always feel he always, you know, he was always part of it. He, he was, I was a bit like you. I was was never overwhelmed by him, but um, I just wonder how much it's upset the you know the system as such, and you can only rely on. No, Tariq Lamptey's so much. Uh, <laughs> but Brighton, I don't know. Brighton just seemed to be getting the right players back in form again. Like, Pope seems to be found himself again. Um, Tarkovsky is back coming good games again, obviously. You just wonder how much the contract, especially in January, had maybe got to him. But and with the games at hand, I mean, you could never really rule out Burnley, you know, turning this round and staying up, can you? Well, sadly not. We could do with, you know, <laughs> Tottenham going there on Wednesday and just pacing them and just, you know, hopefully putting them down a peg because it's all about momentum, isn't it, at this stage of the season. If you win one, you, you know, you can go win two or three just on the back of that good feeling. Um, you don't want to be relying on Tottenham, like, do you? <laughs> what do I mean? Like, of all, of, of all the teams we're playing against, like... <laughs> Especially after the, uh, you know, the result will come on soon. You know they're guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. Turned over by Burnley. It's like the flakiest team in the league, quite possibly. Um, and then the, the other game in hands against Leicester, who are the other flakiest team in the league at the minute. So. Oh, God. Did, um, did you see Aaron Lennon's goal? I was, yes. just, I was just about to say, what a lovely finish from Aaron. I didn't even know he was still playing, to be honest, but... What a finish. Uh, that's impressive, that. I, I, the, um, what's, the, um, what's the new fella? Is it Veghorst? Veghorst, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, he, he looks a decent player. So I, I think I heard something on the other day that I think since he... I think maybe it was either him or Lewandowski, since whichever one came in, went into the Bundesliga after the other... Lewandowski is the only player who scored more Bundesliga goals than him in that what? period. So wow, yeah, I, I think it was a match today last night. But the, the, apparently, um, he had you know better offers or better suitors, shall we say? But he, he hasn't been vaccinated and doesn't sound like he wants to get vaccinated. So a lot of clubs obviously don't want that um, yeah. because there's obviously you know if they're in Europe and things like that, he potentially can't travel with them that kind of thing. So. Um, Not a problem for Burnley. I said Burnley. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. When when can you start? <laughs> yeah. you, you you kind of feel as well like it, it, it feels like Burnley is the, is the type of club that that would welcome all non-vaccinated players. <laughs> well. it, just, it feels like that, that, that part of the world. Uh, it's like if you've got, if you've got an axe to grind, Burnley's the club for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So. On 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 both teams. Well, Brighton, Brighton are almost an irrelevant team for the rest of the season. You know, they're not going to get Europe. They're not going to go down. Yeah, uh, they're, so, going to be a team, they're going to be a team everyone wants to play. 
in the yeah. next few months because they're just going to fade away on the like they're not going to have anything to play for. Well, so. you, you say that we're, we're playing them away next weekend, and I'll be honest, I don't, I don't want to play them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play anybody right now to be fair. I've watched the three games, um, and then Burnley, obviously with the win to the weekend, came off the bottom of the table for the first time, which feels like forever. Um, a lot of games in hand, that's what both said. Um, then again, we'll just go we'll go round starting at you, Carl. Uh, Burnley, up or down? Down. Right. I'm going to say they'll, they'll somehow stay up. And Dave? Yeah, they'll, they'll somehow stay up, just despite me. Hopefully not at our, not at our ex- expense. Like I can, I can, It's more palatable if we stay up as well. But if, if we go down and they stay up, I'm, I'm probably done. Like, I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've got them staying up purely on there's only three teams that go down. If it was up to me, about six would go down this season. <laughs> I agree with that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll move along to, might have been the dullest game of the, the afternoon. Crystal Palace 0, Chelsea 1, uh, with an 89th winner, basically, from Zayek. Uh, Dave, uh, thoughts on this one? No, I've got no thoughts on this one. Like It happened, yeah. it, t- it took place. Um, <laughs> Ch- Chelsea and all their bloody riches, like... Lukaku had seven, seven touches in 90 minutes. Yeah. Seven the record, touches. Doesn't he? Yeah, it's the lowest. Lowest for a player. Confessor. £100 million striker. Seven, <laughs> right, seven oh. touches, though. Seven. Yeah, right. Let's forget about the game, because I take it nobody's got anything into it. Well done, Chelsea. 90th minute winner, right? So on, <laughs> let's, let's talk about Lukaku here for a second. Who, who is this on? Is this on Lukaku being a lazy bastard? Is this... What, why sign him if you're not going to play? Like, I, I, I know you shouldn't change the system for one player. I get that, but why spend a hundred million on a player if you're not going to play to his strengths? I don't think Tuchel has anything to do with signing him. Me too. Yeah, fair. Well, he doesn't have to keep playing, though, does he? Like, it's not like they're short of options. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, granted, Timo Werner's yeah. the option. Yeah, so, I was yeah. just going to say, yeah, you, table Timo Werner, it's. Uh... There's <laughs> not two great options that you've got there. I think personally, they made a mistake selling Olivia Giroud. Personally, should have kept Tammy. I was going to well, say Tammy Abraham's got 15 goals, 16 goals in Serie A this year. Yeah, no, he has. Yeah. Uh, I think with hindsight, we'd probably rather just blooded him than spend hideous amounts on Lukaku who. Hasn't looked keen on being there for most of the time. Yeah, since, <laughs> since game week four. <laughs> he, he, turned, he turned up, he thrashed Villa single-handedly, and then was like, right, lads. So, <laughs> I'm I've, off. Done, I've done my bit. I've, I've came what I had to do, which was embarrass Tyrone Mings, and now... Yeah, but anybody can do that. Oof, oof. <laughs> I, I'm saying nothing. My, <laughs> my, ty- my Tyrone Mings mock of the week um, segment, which I'm going to have to start now, what, what was he doing when he runs along to the byline in which the ball was going out for an Aston Villa throw-in and he batters that out of the park? Safety, but, safety first. Yeah, but it was your throw-in. second and third. <laughs> you were going to get the ball for your throw-in. And you no, you cleared the ball first. You asked questions later. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's going to do. Right, let's move on from that again. Cause that uh, just, just a quick one. Do we think there's any danger of Palace getting dragged into a relegation? I know we, we all kind of have said, you know, all season generally, or you know, they they're playing decent football. There's 
sort of shades of Brighton from last season about them, isn't there? That you know, they play all right, but they don't seem to win an awful lot. I think they're on quite a bad run at the moment. They are. What what I would see on Palace, and then I'll let obviously the other two jump in. I, I would say they're going to be okay purely on they're picking up points still. You know, yeah. they're not they're not. Yeah, draws aren't ideal, but they've got the wins in the bag that they've needed. So I I still think thirty two points is almost guaranteed safety this year. Um, I don't think you'll even need that, but they're they're already on twenty six points. Yeah, so they'll definitely win another game. Like they're they're, they're still a good team. They've got good players. Um, players like Zaha, um, but even Benteke's form has been much better this year. Uh, Conor Gallagher, who, especially first half of the season, was, was arguably the midfielder of the season. Um, so they'll pick up points. Vieira's at least got a system. You, you can at least see the identity they've got. They, they still need better players in certain positions. So I think they'll be fine. Uh, Carl, I'll come to you. Uh, yeah, I think they're no danger at all, to be honest. Uh, they haven't even entered my at my head, to be honest, but no, no, I think they'll be fine. Uh, Mr. Black? Yeah, I think they'll be alright. Um, as you say, that they don't lose very often, but they also don't win very often, so I think they'll they'll be fine, but it will be pretty. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I think they'll be fine as well. I was, I was just curious, because I think they've, they, haven't, they haven't won for a while, and it's, you know, I just, you know, is, is there any danger that that continues and you know especially as you were sort of saying earlier that the teams around well you know most of the teams around the bottom are starting to show signs of life and you know well, things can change quickly I tell you, if, they, if they lose to Watford in midweek I might reconsider but until then I think we'll be alright yeah. we'll, we'll come back to this Come back to this talk next week, depending on the results. See, this is this is basically going to be the ongoing talk. Like, forget about like when people talk about the Premier League. Um, like, there's, there's right now there's three different races going on that are <laughs> very competitive. Obviously now, obviously the title one was pretty much done a couple of weeks ago, but obviously that's kind of that's well and truly back on now. You've got the top four, which you're talking just four teams, maybe five that are quite capable. And then for for relegation, you're, you're probably talking, you know, three of six, possibly seven teams who could get pulled into it. Yeah. Uh, well, a couple of weeks, we might see a difference. We might see it, you know, narrowed right down. But right now, like, I, I, obviously you guys are safe side, but when you look at the table, I mean, you're we're talking about Palace there, but you guys are a point ahead of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, like, it's, I kind of think we've... We, Probably oh, Leicester and and I would say Palace as well. Yeah, uh, there's enough there's enough teams between us and that that you don't think you're going to get in there. But it's yeah, it's, I mean it, it can all change quickly, can't it? Oh, it's yeah, a couple of weeks, especially with the games in hand up still to play. Cause obviously it's still a strange season with the abandon, you know, the games that were matches abandoned and such. Um, but yeah, it's it's just making this season might be the most interesting. You know, final running if everything stays, you know, on course for the way it is. <sighs> right, we'll go on to a much happier one for the for the show. Uh, maybe, maybe not for one person, but um, I'll come to you first on it, Carl. Um, just because I know how much you'll enjoy talking about it. Uh, Liverpool three, Norwich. Um, you must have been ecstatic when Norwich went one 0 up. Uh, um, the way the game was going. 
the most mixed emotions I've ever had in my life as an ever. Oh, right enough, yeah. <laughs> I, they went one nil up, and I just glanced at my mate and went, "Are these messing?" <laughs> um, and then, bang, 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 game over. It was um, from what I've seen. That oh, that miss in the first half, Jesus okay. Christ! What the hell was that? <laughs> um, and I thought, if not, it's through a number on these. This is going to be quite amusing, but. Scary as well. <laughs> um, that Diaz goal was a nice finish. Um, yeah, goal of the game for me. I think it's it's an ongoing theme for me this week, this weekend. Sorry, their keeper. Wow. Um, that Mane, whatever that is, an half overhead kick. It's straight at him. <laughs> it's literally straight. And for the is it the second one where he just he's just in no man's land. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Can it, how on earth did Han, is it Hanley and Gibson get beaten by Allison booting the ball over the top? <laughs> like that ball has travelled what seventy to eighty yards? Yeah. To Salah, like, <laughs> surely you must like you must see that come. The bigger concern <laughs> is Salah the ball for about forty seconds and then uses his right foot with the slowest shot ever, trundles it into the corner, and his, the pendles go the other way. That's it's, it's the way, I mean, it was a nice little turn, but he shouldn't be putting three of them <laughs> on the seats of the pants. <laughs> like, no, that was not. Uh, uh, you know, when Johan Cruyff blessed the world with the Cruyff turn, it was hardly that striking it, it, thing. It, it, it so made bit. three players fall over. It was a bit higher up than Cano, wasn't it? When, when, <laughs> yeah. when he got credit for like one of the greatest goals of all time. If you watch it back, like the three Belgian players, like it's like someone's fired the starting pistol and they all run at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and Robson Cano goes through the way, like bizarre. Uh, as I say, the goal of the game was the, the Diaz goal. Lovely pass from Henderson on that hot scene. That. Um, <laughs> and then Diaz's finish was just was lovely. The, the chip over the keeper. Just on Henderson. It's so I'm so annoyed that the last few weeks he's started to come into form because it's just going to fucking guarantee him a seat on the plane to the World <laughs> Cup next year. So like, can you just go? You've you've done your bit. There's better players now. Stop showing these flashes of form. Which yeah. are going to get you back into bloody England squad again. He's got yeah. yeah. He's got that armband on. He's starting in the the deeper role. He was. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. he was really good yesterday. Really good. I'm absolutely certain he'll go to the World Cup if fit and then probably retire for national football. Possibly. But then Gerard will bring up to Villa for his, his last season after uh, a few leaves of the pool. So you've got that look forward to, Sam. Yeah, it's <laughs> part of the never, never ending ex Liverpool people coming to us. Yeah. Definitely. Well, on that note, you want Devon do you want who else? <laughs> you just could be our new Bournemouth. <laughs> No, you're not going to get us spending 20-odd million on someone like Dominic Solanke. Oh, you no. have, I've seen how much oh. you spent on Lucas, didn't you? That's it. The, Joe Gomez. There's all sorts of players you can pick up from Villa for Liverpool. <laughs> Joe Gomez would actually start, though. That's a credible option. I don't want that to happen. I want Tyler Mings to stay. What else will we talk about next season? <laughs> <laughs> um, Norwich, back to the bottom of the league, chaps. Um... Norwich are the one team that you can almost say they're pretty much down. They've got they played the games, the lowest points. I think they yeah, I think they'll I think they're dead and buried, but I think they will go down. Um 
I mean, you can't have a goal into minus 38 at this stage and have serious ambitions of staying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's close, though. A couple of goals each way. They might have, <laughs> they might have got there. Uh, Simon, do you think they'll stay up? I, I don't know, but I think they... Um... I think they've they've given themselves a much better chance by get, uh, getting Smith in than if they'd have kept Farker. I think I think they'll go, but I think it'll it won't it won't be like beginning of April and they'll already be gone. I think they'll make a, a relatively decent fist of it, but they will go. Hey, Carl, um, I've got this weird feeling that they're gonna stay off. To be honest, uh, don't don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've already, said, I've already said. Um, Brentford and Burnley are going. No, sorry, Brentford and yeah, Brentford and Burnley are going. So there's only one left. Well, we'll come to that later. Uh, right, we'll go to the other end of the table then. Um, actually, no, we'll not. We'll leave that till the till the last game on the Saturday, and then we can talk about it all together. So we'll uh, we'll move on to the next game, which was oh look, Southampton hmm. two. Everton nil. Uh, right then, Carl. Um, I'm guessing you weren't surprised about this. So obviously, Southampton's form going into it had been good. Obviously, you just picked up the win against Leeds, but we'll come on again. Leeds are absolutely diabolical. So um, no surprise, no real surprise really. But how was the performance? Um, first fifteen minutes, it was very good, and we should have had a penalty. And I'm sorry, how is that not a pen? Um, they took that long looking at it I was like these aren't giving this it's because someone was trying to say something about the camera angle and St Mary's is something to do with it I was like oh for god's sake that's, um, that's good for plan that though and that's, that's 4 right there. <laughs> oh I know I know building the stadium so the VAR yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly it was, it was like built in like 2003 wasn't it, it um, was. but after that um, the wind sort of came out of our sails the Gomez sub changed a lot of it. Um, I think it's a foul on him for a goal, but it's soft. And it, if it was possible to give someone a zero out of ten for that performance, it'd be Gomez. He was rubbish. Uh, Coleman for the second, not jumping. Maybe even Pickford for the first, getting beat at his near post. But it was we're literally bipolar FC. Um, away from home, we haven't got a clue how to play teams. Uh, <laughs> well, sorry. At home, you're not much better. No, but all right. Last week, we, last week we were good, um, and it helped that the fans were on side, as it were. But with all due respect, we've got to go. We've got to go next week and beat City. Simple as that. And, uh, I seen your uh, fans on social media wanting to lose to City because obviously I was just about to come on to that. Um, <laughs> don't support Everton, please. I mean, <laughs> pathetic. Um, I want us to win every game. I'm not asked. Um, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want you to win the league, but I'd rather we never went down. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I could understand the comments, you know, of your your usual place, you know, if you're mid table. And, you're not going to get Europe. You're not going to get down. I could understand that comment, but when you when you're deep in a relegation battle, and and I don't care whatever fans say. I mean, obviously, you you came round a few weeks ago when I brought it up to you that Everton are right in it, and and obviously not since you appointed Lampard as well. So I mean, I think everybody in the world knows my my opinion on Lampard as a manager. 
what was your initial reaction and how how is it now? Obviously, only a few weeks in, but are you are you happy with the appointment? Are you happy it's not Rafa basically? And uh, I think it came to a point where because all the people that we were getting linked with, we didn't want them, and Lampard was seen as like, oh, it's not him, it's not him. Um, I I generally like Frank Lampard, or oh, I think I don't think he he knows the magnitude of this this job he's got because this is this is serious shit. Like, um, we're so poor at the back, and don't get me wrong, he's the coaches he's brought in have been quite impressed. I mean, Ashley Cole, obviously, he's a bit of a nutter. Like, um, you got Paul Clements, who's who's not a bad coach, terrible manager, he wasn't a bad coach. Um, so I was happy, but his team selection do baffle me at times. Uh, I knew he was going to stick with the same team because they won. But that El Ghazi signing just seems bonkers every time I see him on the bench. I'm like, why is he? Why are you there? Um, if you're gonna, if you if you've got him, use him. You know what I mean? He's got to be better than leading a Wolby. Um, but the yeah, the Gomez substitution was. It was only because Alan was running around like he was going to get sent off, to be honest. But the, even that so bit, Gomez, he's just he's so bipolar himself. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 looking bleak. Yeah, it's not. It's not for for Everton fans. It's just not. It's not great at all. The form, obviously, it just showed that Leeds result last week is so important now. Looking at it, um, yeah. say Man City coming up. Uh, obviously the FA Cup tie, but even after that, it's 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 Tottenham, Wolves, and then Newcastle, Newcastle and Watford again. So, like, obviously, let's be honest, right? City, let's write almost write that off, right? Yeah. Um, Spurs, Spurs are Spurs, so there's a chance. I think Wolves are just too systematic, too boring, too methodical. I think it'll be a fairly routine one or two no win for Wolves that type of game. The Newcastle game is going to be massive for you, depending on how how it goes up until that point. Yeah, I think what is that, there's a point or two points between you just now, but I think you've got yeah. to stand. Then Watford, which is massive again, yeah. just regarding because obviously they're climbing, and then it's obviously then it's West Ham. Will not be <sighs> any games after that. So there's it's a it's a it's a massive month four 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 weeks for Everton here. Um, and, and as much as obviously I love tormenting you and. And every other Everton fan, but just on a football side, it's 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 massive for Everton. I mean, Sai on the El Ghazi one. I was obviously I was listening to the the Villa podcast earlier, and, and they actually brought up the El Ghazi one as well. How they they thought it was actually a, a strange and almost stupid appointment for Everton because Richarlison's arguably their best player, and uh, what's the guy? Who's the other guy that plays in the wing? Demarvi Gray. Yeah, yeah, great. He's probably yeah. their most informed player this year. So it was like, well, where where is he going to play? And obviously, he's not had any minutes, at, well, or not many, if any, you know, since he's going. So I mean, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? And overall, and then obviously, you can talk about the game as well. Uh, it's the El Ghazi one, yeah. I, it didn't make any sense to me either. It 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 didn't feel like that was a, a like that. I don't think Benitez had anything to do with, with that loan signing coming in. Um, I mean, you know, El Ghazi is is a decent player when when he's when he's on form, but as most wingers are, he's inconsistent, and it just it, it felt like it was a position that Everton 
needed another player in because you know, he El Ghazi plays best off the left in like a front three. And that's if you've already got Damari Gray and Richardson there. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't really get, I don't get what happened with that one. Um, so yeah, I'm just on the postcards for how that came about. Uh, the game itself, <coughs> I mean, it's, it's funny, uh, Cole sort of mentioning Andre Gomez a few times there because I've only seen him like a handful of times, obviously when, when uh, Villa have been playing Everton or the other Everton game on TV that I watch. And every time I, I see him play, I think he he's the worst midfielder I've ever seen play in the Premier League. I've, I've, <laughs> never, I've never seen him do anything good. I don't understand how he's a Premier League footballer. Like Maybe he is a good player and I've, he's, I've just caught him on a few really, really bad days, but I, I don't understand what he offers a team. Um, I don't know if you can elaborate more on that for me, Carl. Am I way off the base there? Or? His, his first season when he was actually on loan, he wasn't, he was a lot more threatening, shall we say. But he doesn't score a lot and he doesn't assist a lot. And like you said, you, you're struggling to understand what he actually does. Um, that injury didn't help. Thanks is that, that the one, the Son challenge? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I don't know where like, they thought he was going to be like, he'd never play again. He was actually back in like eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, his, his leg was in the family enclosure about two weeks into it. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, he, he does this, he does this weird tackle where he tackles and like sticks his ass out. It's dead weird what he does and you're like, Andre, just get rid of the ball. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's wild. And I don't know if you've seen the clip of him when he's, when he fouls. I think it's Armstrong. And he literally just jumps into him. It's, it's the most bizarre tackle I've seen. I was like, just get him off the pitch. Um, but we, you touched on Gray there. We did miss him, by the way. And we're missing Bina and Godfrey. Yeah, I think you're missing Decore a lot as well. Oh, Decore, yeah. I like I like Decore a lot. I'd have him, I'd have him every day of the week, but yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Dave. Um, yeah. Only one, only one loss in about eight league games. Um, they're they're kind of back on this this run again and playing some yeah. nice stuff under under Hustle. I mean, this has never been the problem, has it? Like they go on these little runs where everyone thinks Southampton are great again, and you know people start champion hasn't it for bigger and better jobs, and then when you least expect it, they'll lose nine nil. But when's it going to come? Like, well, I was looking to see when. Hopefully, in two weeks' time, when they come to be the park. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, they are in a great position now, where they're obviously not going to go down. They're in good form. There's no reason why they can't. Keep applying the pressure, just keep winning games. I mean, they've got Norwich at home next, which is, in theory, a, a win. Um, they should have a really good stab there for the FA Cup as well. They've got Southampton in the fifth round. Actually, they've got West Ham at home in the fifth round, which is, it's winnable in the in the sense that West Ham have got Europa League and bigger fish to fry. I think. Yeah. Um, so Southampton can look at being in the quarters, and with with no pressure in the league, there's no reason why they can't, with a decent draw. I mean, you know, they, they took Man City on a few weeks ago and got and got a point, so there shouldn't really be fear to anybody, really. Um, they can they can they can do really well. However, like I say, you never know when they're going to throw in this absolute wobbler of a result. Now, looking at their games, you know, their marches are right. Their toughest game is is probably you know Villa away. Um, 
even then they're going to leave after that. <laughs> they could be in the top seven by the time they get to April. <laughs> they win all those games, but as I say, they've got a history of, of giving it away somewhere along the way. So you never really know, do you? Was I the only one surprised to find out that Shane Long was still alive as well? <laughs> Ah, you couldn't Zaya. believe it when his name put on the, when, when the video printer. I thought, hang on a minute. <laughs> that, that, that was the most nailed on goal you'll ever see. <laughs> um, right, as with all the games, obviously, Southampton are safe, so we can we can ignore them. Let's, let's go to the Everton side then. Um, we'll be as well just starting with yourself, Carl. Staying up or going down? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. I generally, th- I'm sorry to say this again, I, I generally think we're going. Hey, Sai. <sighs> this is a really hard one. Oh, God. I, th- I think they'll just about have enough. Dave? They just remind me so much of us in the years we got relegated, where like, individually we had players who should never be anywhere near the bottom three, but like... Are missing a couple of key positions where all of a sudden it becomes a problem. I don't think they'll go because there's enough crap down there, but it's, it's worrying. That's it, it needs yeah. to turn around quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know, your game's coming up aren't, aren't the best, let's be honest. You know, Man City, alright, you'll, you'll beat Boreham Wood. Um, will we? Tottenham away, Wolves at home, Bus at home, uh, Watford away, like, you know, it's, it's a pretty big month to come up for you. Um, if you don't pick up a couple of wins there, then I'll start to worry, but I, th- I think you will have enough to get out of it. Right, Carlo, quickly before we go to break, you've got two options, FA Cup and relegated, or get beat 5-0 for Boreham Wood and stay up. What do you think? That's what I'm asking. Um, yeah, stay up. Yeah. As, as much as I want a trophy, what's the point in doing a Wigan? Um, yeah, stay up. Stay up and get dirt. <laughs> yeah, I always find this fascinating because I think we, we spoke about this last season. I got last season with the board, didn't we, Sai and Dave? And you were almost the opposite. The trophy meant more than. Oh, I mean, we I've been down relegated twice in my lifetime, and obviously we've been lucky enough to come back both times, but never come any, never won a cup. Pretty sure I'd remember winning a cup. Yeah. I like yeah. to think. Yeah, I, I always find it, obviously, just. Yeah, I always find that that situation scenario fascinating. Anyway, we will take a short break there and we will come back with the final three games and then a little game between the three of us. Four of us even, sorry. So we'll be right back. And we are back. Uh, last game of the Saturday, gentlemen. Um, I don't think anybody has seen this coming. And then the just the way it, the way it finished as well. Was a was a hell of a finish. Even the fourth official was gutted for for City. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I'll come to you first on it. Man City two, Spurs three, and Spurs more than deserved this from the from what I've seen. Oh yeah, it was um it was a fun game to watch. I can tell you after uh, after the ninety minutes on I sat through <laughs> on in the afternoon. I uh, enjoyed watching this in in the pub. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I don't think any of us. Honestly, expected Tottenham to, to go there and beat them. It's, it's, it seems quite strange that Spurs have done the double over Man City this season. Um, but I would say, yeah, it was a brilliant game. I mean, Spurs obviously 
got off to a great start uh, with uh, Ku. I've got to butcher this now. Kule, Kule, Sev, Jitkov, Kulusevsky, Kulusevsky. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Um, a great ball from from Harry Kane to, to set Son away. I, mean, I, mean, I don't know where the, the City defenders were, and then it, yes, yeah, just properly went back and forth. Um, yeah, Spurs, I think, probably on the balance of play. Having watched it, yeah, you, you can't begrudge them the win. I mean, obviously City to, to get pegged back twice, and obviously. We've uh, Spurs had the disallowed goal that could have put them three one up, and then concedes a penalty in the ninety second minute, and there's or well, the ninetieth minute, and the seven minutes of injury time. I kind of felt at that stage. I thought, oh, see, I've got to go on and win this. And then yeah. the Spurs to, to pop up and Harry Kane with a cracking header. Uh, that was a yeah, really entertaining game of football, like, which I didn't expect. I, I had this as a sort of Typical 2-0, 3-0 Man City win where they'd just be clinical and efficient. But that Spurs really, really gave them a good game and fair play to them. Yeah, pretty much exactly what I predicted on the extra time with, with Chris when we were going through the games. I thought this was just going to be one of those boring City, you know, routine. But I, I, I've said it I've said it loads and I'll say it always. The best way to beat City is to actually attack at them. Um, you will... You know, if you're not organised at the back, you will obviously take a pace in because City are so methodical. But a team like Spurs, you know, when they can get it right with the attack that they have, getting at that team and and I mean, Carl, I'll come to you. And I mean, this is Harry Kane's easily best performance of this this season. Um, he's been so off the boil; it's been unbelievable. But he he was right up for it yesterday. Simon mentioned that pass for the first goal was phenomenal. Um, obviously, he had the goal disallowed as well, didn't he? And then. Obviously, getting the winner now, and you just seen what it meant to him as well. But it's such a relief for him. Yeah, um, I watched it. It was uh, like Simon said there. It was very, uh, very entertaining. Don't get me wrong, I was devastated. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought City were were there for the taking. To be honest, I, it was weird because that that Laporte just I, I don't, he, he's really weird, but I just don't read him. Uh, but he's literally got no one else. So, um, yeah, Harry Kane was really good. I thought Son played well. I thought I'm not even going to attempt to say his name. I thought he had a good game. Um, but just to keep um, you happy, Larice, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> uh, I I think I honestly believe he's he's in the bottom five worst keepers in the league. Oh, he's, he's, top he's, five, whatever way you want to. Monica, right, but he's that, was, that was bad. That was really bad. Um, that means you have to give Spurs even more credit. They won with Luis in Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now you're back. Did you see much of this? Uh, I, I didn't see it live. I saw some of it live, but uh, I'll have to just catch up a little later on. But um, yeah. the last five minutes was just my, my head fell off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. The pen, obviously, it was a pen, and it was well put away. But for Spurs to come back and actually, you know, not be Spurs was was the most remarkable thing of all. Um, great header from Kane, who was, as you say, um, as good as he gets all night. I mean, even the ball he played for Son for the first goal. Um, just, you know, that's him at his best. But I haven't seen anywhere near enough of that this season. Um, but 
no fair play to them because uh, they've had a, a really rough time recently and I think we were pretty close to the old Spurs wheels falling off like they do at this time of year. Yeah. Um, but Conte's glued, glued them back on somehow. So um, let's see how they go from here. Yeah, well, if, you, if your head fell off, you can only imagine how I was feeling. What? <laughs> um, we'll come to Spurs first then. Obviously, we, we spoke about the top four race. Um, they've got a game in hand on Wolves, three on West Ham, three on Man United. They are currently seven points behind United with the three games in hand. Uh, are we, I mean, uh, we all know that Spurs could quite have easily go and lose to Burnley next week. You know, it's just it would be the, the Spurs thing to do, but Again, we've got the top four. I mean, how, how close do we think they can get to top four by the end of the season? Dave, I'll come to you. Well, if they play like that, then they'll do very well. It's just they, never, they just can't be consistent. Can they? That's, that's the problem. Um, again, it probably works in their favour that they don't have Europe. Um, there's no reason why they, they can't, put, can't put all their eggs in the, in the Premier League basket. Um, I've already said Arsenal get fourth, so I suppose I can't really say Spurs will as well. But um, it's going to be a really, I think it'll be quite a fun fight actually between the, the two Arsenal, Spurs, and Man United for that fourth spot. The, the, yeah. They've all come in a bit of form, so yeah, should be interesting. Yeah, right. So you, I mean, you said not Arsenal's the top, the fourth place is still available for you. Uh, can can Tottenham get in there? I I think they can, and, and you, I think they sort of. They, they should be doing it. They, they should certainly be giving it a real fight. Kane and Son get get Kane playing like that, you know, between now and the rest of the season, and Son as well. They've got a really good manager, but they're Tottenham, so like, <laughs> and, and, and like you kind of, you, know, you sort of say that in that sort of jokey old Tottenham way, but 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 it is true though, isn't it? Everything yeah. you look at, I look at the squad and some of the players they've got in there, and the manager, and think. You know, the, a couple of weeks ago, I, uh, some of my mates, I was saying I'd back them to get fourth. And then they, they lost at home to Southampton and Wolves in the space of four days. And you, it's just in Spurs. So they should, but I don't think they will. And so, what do you reckon? Spurs top four? Um, no, I think United are going to get it, to be honest. Oh. Just, I've just got a, a feeling, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll probably be, be wrong. As long as it's not West Ham, I'm not really bothered, to be honest. <laughs> oh, that sense of negativity against West Ham, who's the, the pod team of choice this year as well. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, though, I think, I think West Ham have run out of steam, looking at their recent yeah. performances. I think, I think obviously they're still good and they'll still beat... The majority, and I think they'll probably be in and around until the very last couple of games. But I, I don't think they've got enough, especially the longer they stay in Europe as well. Yeah, well, you, you look at the obviously the draw at home to you guys yesterday, and the defeat at home to Leeds the other week. You, you know, if you're going to be finishing fourth, you you should be winning those games. Yeah, that's so. yeah, uh, and then obviously the 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 key the key race that's now opened right up after this result. Um, obviously, Liverpool are six points now behind City with a game in hand and to play Man City. Uh, right, I mean, Carl, I'll come to you first cause, because we know your obvious answer, but who's taking the title? Liverpool. Oh, oh, Si? Uh, I still think City, but 
it would be very close and yeah, he's he's wide open. If he guns my head, I have to pick one. I, I'd go City just. Uh, Dave, are you sticking with your previous City selection, or, or do you think now that the wheels are coming off, that hmm. might look a little bit? Uh, I, I still think it'll be City, but all I hope is a neutral is that when Liverpool go to Man City, there's like between you know zero and three points between them, so it actually you know is a means something. Is a match that matters because um, that'll be you know as a neutral as good as it gets, but I'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we've obviously got Leeds midweek. Um, and if I we... mean, that's it. Like you should be battering them, really, given you know they've played ninety minutes today at a hundred mile an hour on a wet, soggy pitch. Hmm. <laughs> um, I know you're a bit lacking strikers at the minute. I think Firmino and Jota are both out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so. Uh, it should just sound a remarnated hair that non-existence of these defensive parts. Well, I was, I, I was only thinking because you might have one eye on the cup final this next Sunday, but in yeah. the grand scheme of things, no one gives a flying fuck about the Carabao Cup when you've got the <laughs> Champions League so. and, the, and the Premier League to win. Yeah, I, I couldn't care less about you. I mean, you guys know my thoughts on, on cup competitions. I, I, I think we should. We need to uh, scrap one of them. But it's, a, it's an absolute joke that you're in the final of that, considering Klopp's played like the under sixes. Like, through, through pretty much every round and somehow it's missed the final it's, it's, it's a joy it's a joy that's, that's my favourite thing about it is getting to see the kids get some get some minutes um, but yeah I can care less about it let Chelsea I'd rather just forfeit it give the game to Chelsea now don't even turn up for it or just play the kids in it play the exact team that's played in every round I don't care um, yeah, right, so we'll move on anyway. Um, you know my fault, Liverpool are going to win the league. We're, we're by far the best team in the world when we're on forum, so. Um, oh, boys, did you listen, before, moving on, before we move on, did you listen to me, my, my um, extravagant shout on extra time on Thursday about Virgil van Dijk? No. Uh, go, for, go on. I, I claim van Dijk might be in the argument of the greatest defender ever to play football. Oh, shut up. Mental. I'm not saying he is, but he's got to be in the, got to be in the discussion. He it's not even, no, 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 not ever. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> the first kick-off today, Leeds United 2, Man United 4. I thought this was going to be about 10-0 at one point. <laughs> Leeds are atrocious. But it just sums up how bad Man United are defensively anyway, but for Leeds to get back in. But uh, Dave, let's just come to you in this absolute madness of a ping-pong game. I mean, I don't think Leeds are any more atrocious than they've ever been. Like it's it's no, it's, no, al- I, it's, it's always been the same. Like they're gonna they're gonna score goals, but always, there's always a chance they're gonna concede goals. Um, and if they play someone clinical, which you know many United generally are, I know they're poor, but they quite often have quite a quite a high rate of conversion for their shots to goals. Um, and that's just what happened. Like they. <laughs> It wasn't like they were battered. There was never a point where Man United were like, all over Leeds and it was just how many is it going to be? It was just Leeds kept doing stupid things and Man United would score from the opportunities. Um, don't get us wrong, Man United were, were the better side but I, I didn't feel like this was you know, like a Leeds bottom of the table, no, no chance, no hope kind of thing. It was just the way they always are. They're just too gung-ho. They never change the way they play and it's no coincidence that Man United have scored well in recent memory six and five and now four against them like it's yeah. it's, it's just like the two ideal contrasts of one team who throws everyone forward and another team who thrives on the counter attack so it is what it is but at least Ronaldo didn't score hmm. he, he should have he should have done yeah 
trying to think of the the goals. Fred's goal was really nice. Was. Finish. Um, Sancho, what a boy to speak about, actually, gentlemen. He's he's looked kind of on form. He's probably been Man United's most informed player in the last few weeks. Uh, him and Bruno. Bruno's really stepped up recently. Because yeah. um, obviously Ronaldo hasn't been good for a while. I know he scored against Brighton, but that's like, has he got one in six or one in seven now? Yeah. Um, which is poor for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've always said, like, you know, they've obviously found a way to make Bruno useful again because playing that stupid four. Two, four, whatever it was, he, yeah. he was a bit marginalised. Whereas now they're pretty much playing as like a, a second strike almost, and just saying, "Well, you just stay up there and make things happen." And yeah. lo and behold, it's working. <laughs> it's almost like they don't actually have a football manager in charge. It's just, um, yeah, let's just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> he, he hasn't changed anything, has he? Like it's it's no. could, it, it's not noticeably different, is it? Like it's, they're still a little bit dodgy. Um, they still rely on, you know, strange things happening to win matches. Like they very rarely have a game plan and stick to it. It's always moments of just yeah. like individual class, isn't it? Rather than a, a a clearly identifiable style of play. Yeah. Even like Sancho um, playing it, like he's obviously getting a bit more game time. But I don't know why they're playing him on the left. I, I, I know. He did it a couple of times for Dortmund, but I mean, he's a right winger, and for all the issues uh, at Man U or you know areas that need improvements, forwards players from the left hand side is an area where they're fairly well stacked anyway. Like Rashford plays off there, Fernandez likes to go out there, um, Pogba when he plays drifts out there, so. It's kind of I don't I don't really get why they've just decided that the right hand side of the pitch just need just don't even bother sticking any <laughs> players out there because we have zero interest in moving the ball out there. It's it's a bit, bit of an odd one. And then they they obviously put him to the right uh, briefly at the end of the second half, and lo and behold, he uh, he gets a, an assist for the Fernandez header, which. To be fair, I don't. You didn't even need to dink that ball into the box because there were there were no Leeds players in there to try and get the ball over. <laughs> I'm just going to come back to my previous point. What is that Leeds keeper up to? He is garbage as well. He, he is. He is awful. I mean, you the, you would say like the Fred's goal. It was a really nice move, and yeah, he's hit it. You know, with a bit of power, but it's. It's yeah, it's near post. Like he's, I don't rate him at all. When, when, when we played them the other week. The moment you put him under the slightest bit of pressure, he's kicking oh, it out of the corners. Yeah. Uh, well, he threw, he threw one in for us. Like Shelby hit possibly the worst free kick ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and Melia made it look like it had been powered in by yeah, someone like Kieran Trippier. But it, it was just awful. Carol, yeah. you're on one today for goalkeepers. Like, what? Do you still play like Sunday League football? And this, has a goalkeeper upset you this week? Cause... No, no. It was just <laughs> every game I was watching was just like, you're crap. <laughs> <laughs> Even I won as well. Don't worry. Oh, I, I was I was going to let you off with one this week. You know. Just... Have, you, have you seen Pickford in the news this week? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, I haven't. So, um... Did you Did you see him getting asked if we're getting relegated? No, I didn't see that. Right. So this. So the fella goes to him. Jordan, I never get relegated. He goes. What? He goes. I just, and then he goes. Parrot and walks away. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's one weird fella. Pickford. Oh, he's, uh, I noticed the other week when we played, just like 
when the ball's on the other end of the field, he just seems to stand there talking to himself. It's very strange. He's definitely got something up with him. Oh, I mean, he probably does. I mean, you think he'd start an argument in an empty room? Yeah, Machum's for you, right? I think it's goalkeepers in general, isn't it, as well, though? They're all doughnuts, aren't they? Yeah, you've got to be, you've got to be wild to be a keeper, haven't you? Yeah, they're psychopaths. Like, they're genuinely yeah. <laughs> psychopaths. I said it to... I, I, I can be upset one of the mums at the Little Girl Football because her, her goalkeeper... Her daughter's the goalkeeper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a psychopath to play and go. <laughs> now, this little girl's 10-year-old, bear in mind, and she's, she literally has no fear whatsoever of players, the ball, anything. She throws her whole head and everything, and you're like, that's not right. You're right. <laughs> Not normal. That's, uh, sign, sign for Leeds next week. <laughs> it's an upgrade. She's got longer arms than Pickford, so we're on to one. Um, my daughter got man of the match at left back, at left centre half, so Tyra Mings better watch out. She's, uh, <laughs> she's on her way. Uh, Leeds. They're in trouble. Yeah, well, this is what I was actually. This is the thing. I mean, we've, we've spoken about this a lot. So they're 15th there. Point ahead of yourselves, Carl, playing a game more. Yeah. Um, if we're seeing Everton are right in the mix and we're seeing Brentford have got a chance, Leeds with their 9 million injuries and their just psychotic style of play, uh, we'll just go, just for time wise, we'll just say Leeds up or down. Uh, let's start with you, Sai. You always seem to be in the middle, so. Uh, down. Uh, uh, Carl? No, I think they'll stay off. Just. Yeah, you've got no spaces left in the bottom. I three. haven't. <laughs> <laughs> For yourself. I'm going to sit up. And if they don't go this year, they'll go next year when Bielsa leaves in the summer, unless oh. there's some serious fucking overhaul to that squad. Oh, because yeah. Rafinha, Rafinha's gone in the summer, I think. And why? Why on earth he was on the bench today? I was going to say, what? What? Well, I get Ross's mental. point that he's been terrible, but when you're that terrible a team, you can't be dropping. Oh, no. How bad? How bad can you've been, really? Like, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. But I mean, he's as say, like he he's going in the summer. You wouldn't I, be surprised if Calvin Phillips decided. I'm, I, you know, I know he's a Leeds boy, but. No, he'll, he, he'll want to be playing European football, especially from a not in England point of view. You know, he's he's got like Jude Bellingham probably yeah well, coming down for his for his spot, so he he can't be in a relegation battle year well, on year what's, out. What's helped Leeds with Calvin Phillips though is this injury. Oh God, yeah. You know, that players get so much better each week, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, but what I mean is, like, obviously it's not helping them for the form wise, but. How many teams are going to spend the money that Leeds are wanting them this summer? Um, we are not playing basically three quarters of the season. Um, they I might want to hold them on to him for another year, if you know what I mean. I can see him going to West Ham as Rice's replacement, to be honest. That's a good shout. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad shout. Um, although somebody would be wiser to take Phillips over Declan Rice, personally. But I know. Because yeah, well, anyway, I think Rice is good, but the price that West Ham are going to want... I know. Ridiculous, isn't it? Phillips. Um, right, we'll move on to the last game of the weekend. Um, Wolves 2, Leicester 1. Um, I watched this today. It was actually such a dull game. Really nice goals from Wolves. I love both goals. I missed the Lukeman goal. 
when I was making dinner. Um, but it was just such a... The game just happened, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like I said to you, Carl, about Wolves, they're, they're just that methodical. They're, they're, a bit, they're, they're, they're almost a mini-city. They're, they're effective, but boring. Yeah. And don't score that many, do they, really? No, no, but they don't concede a lot, which... No. They don't need to score. No, that's it. Um, yeah, it was a lovely goal by Neves. Uh, he doesn't score bad goals, does he? No, he doesn't. Um, Never scored inside the box. Is is anyone going to point out the fact that Brendan Rodgers is banging trouble? Do you listen to the show? <laughs> well, apart from you lot, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the news. And he was linked with the United job a couple of weeks ago. I mean, come on. He's rubbish. I'll tell you what, considering Ranieri got binned after the Wonder League... And I know they were probably in a, were in a worse position than they are now, but that team shouldn't be, no. you know, 27 points in 23 games, 10 defeats, Definitely. out of the Europa League, out of the FA Cup. I know they've got the Conference League, but whatever. Um, it's just, it's been below par in every department. Yeah. I agree with that. Lots of injuries, don't be fair. Especially to the back four. Like, basically, their first choice back four have been injured for a season, haven't they? And obviously, the Vardy's been missing. Well, possibly, possibly, but like, how long can Vardy go on for? Like, yeah. this seems to happen every season now where he gets a two month injury. And he's 35 and drinks, like, blue wickets for breakfast. So, it's just a. Just saying Pat Sindaka as well. Wasn't this the. the plan? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think with, sort of with Leicester and sort of Brendan Rodgers' position, you kind of you'd say obviously you know the last two seasons finished fifth and won the FA Cup last year. So where they are now, obviously that, that that's a clear drop from there. But then could you argue that they were massively overachieving in those two years and punching above nope. their weight? I mean, nope. you look at. You look at the, I think I saw something they've I think they've got the ninth or tenth highest wage bill in the Premier League and it's, it's mid table. So if, you, if they if they would say to finish eighth this season and you sort of look at the top seven that is now and you think well yeah that that kind of feels about right especially yeah, with the injuries they've had. In the, 70, the 76 game weeks before this season, they were in the top four for 72, 73 of those weeks. Well, I think they were overachieving, though. They've got good players, don't get me wrong, but and they were overachieving. They're not overachieved for that long. That's not overachieving. Like, that's that's like a consistency that isn't overachieving. Overachievement's like what West Ham are doing now. You could say that's overachieving because it's like one season. You can't do that consistency for two years and be overachieving. The, that, the team they've got, like the, the back four, was solid enough. Schmeichel's, you know, more than competent goalkeeper. As we've always been worried about them for the Vardy thing, but that's what Daka came in for. Ian Acho hit some form last season. Obviously, he seems to have not carried on this year. They, 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 they continually spend money. You know, they're, they're not a team that doesn't buy players. It's not like the, the owner... They seem to have been actually probably the nicest and like fan friendly owner, so you wouldn't want to upset the fans. I I just think this is Brendan, just it's third season syndrome, uh, Brendan. And if you look everywhere he's went, third season has been a killer for him. Yeah, I, I think the that. I think the injuries and the the FA Cup win will give him gives him enough credit in the bank. I think to 
to at least sort of go into the start of next season and and see how he how he goes with the fully fit squad. I don't think he'll get sacked. I I think he'll walk so that he can keep his reputation. Well, yeah, this ego is far too big to get yeah, sacked. Hundred percent, yeah. I like Carl now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never never liked Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, that was obvious because I think I I didn't like him when he was at us either. And I was, <laughs> um, I just yeah, I just think now's the time. If he has a bad season, so well, he's having a bad season this season. So yeah. realistically, let's check the table uh, for Leicester. Where are they? So Leicester are eleventh. Um, obviously, a couple of games in hand, but they don't look, they don't really look like winning them. You know, so you'd imagine I don't know maximum ninth. Lowest, maybe 12, 13 for Leicester. Yeah, that that's, a, that's yeah. a failure of a season. I mean, and the problem with them is, like, so like, Liverpool and City are not, are not going to regress that much. Chelsea will continually spend money. Man United have to get it right at some point. Um, Arsenal and Spurs are having bad seasons again. They're 6 and 8. I mean, you're looking at even Villa, who you'd expect to improve. I still fancy Newcastle. Obviously, within a couple of years, to be continually up at that, even that 7th to 10th, you know, on a consistent basis, once they start getting players in. So, like, Leicester are going to need to either, as you say, if they stick with Rodgers, need changes quickly, or they need to get somebody new in and, and freshen the place up. Yeah, agreed. But, like you said, eh, Rodgers will only go on his own time, so that might be a while, yes. Well, so there's not really much to add on left, are they? They're kind of where they are. Um, obviously, Wolves are the sneaky one. Um, I think they'll all the top four, but pick a number then uh, for where Wolves are going to finish. Uh, Dave? I'm going to go seventh. I think they'll, I think they'll fall away just towards the end. Uh, yeah, I think seventh. I think they, they finished there like two seasons in a row and then obviously had the faltering last season. But yeah, I'd say that's probably the limit of of their capabilities at the moment. Uh, Carl? Sixth. Sixth. Yeah, yes. I, 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 yeah, I think six as well. I think it's six or seven. But I just, I don't even know who's going to, I want them to get top four of anybody. If I could pick somebody to get it, I'd want Wolves to get it. But yeah, six, six, seven is, is quite right for them. Um, right, that brings us to the end of the games. Um, shall we do the guest of player chaps or shall we do it for another week? We've already gone pretty long. I think I can I can feel Ross getting getting angsty about the time. <laughs> <laughs> we will bring you a new guest to player segment um for a couple of weeks till we get bored of that one as well. We will <laughs> show off that next week. Uh right, Carl. Um yeah, come to you and let let everybody know where they can find you and Yeah, still still working through me Everton A to Z, Dictionary D. I'm on letter C, should be on tomorrow. So yeah, give that a look. And Simon. Uh, so on Twitter at Regan and for any Villa fans who want to hear a deep dive into the midfield issues <laughs> at the moment, um, listen to the Holtcast podcast and the website seventy five hundred to holst com. And David, um, episode four for the Master League was a phenomenal view. What a captain's performance! Oh, you have to look when a midfielder pops up in the box for no reason. But yeah, so we're actually we've got our own YouTube link now. We've got enough subscribers, so we're now uh, you can find us on YouTube. CM nine seven nine eight players. 
Twitter accounts do at CM978 and all your CM blogs are still on cm978.co.uk Make sure you check all of those out. You can find us at Man in the Post on all your social media platforms. Although, let's be honest, by now, if you're listening to this, I'm guessing you've actually found it. Um, <laughs> it would be lovely if you did give us a five-star rating and review on, on whatever platform you're listening. Cause I, I believe you can do that on Spotify now as well. So, yeah, wherever you're listening, please give us a five-star rating and review. Any questions you want answered or any reviews you've got on our performances, just give us a message. We're always happy to interact on social media. So... Gentlemen, thank you as always for joining me. Thank you, Carl, again for jumping on. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, cheers, Ali, Carl, Sai, as always. Pleasure. Uh, nice one, boys. And thank you as always at home for listening. Without you, we wouldn't no point doing it. Um, and always remember, keep your man in the post. <laughs>